Hey, this is Pastor Michael Alfaro from The Calling Church. I'm so excited that you're listening to our church podcast. I pray that it blesses you and encourages your faith. My wife and I, a few years back, this was pre-COVID. Isn't that funny? Now everything's pre-COVID, post-COVID, during COVID. You got to kind of have to label at what timeline of the Marvel Universe you're in. So pre-COVID, uh, I was with my wife and we were in traveling in Europe. We were in Rome and... Uh, we had woken up one morning and we said, let's go, let's just go explore. We like to just kind of go out there and get lost and see where we end up. Um, so we went out and uh, we actually got a little Uber ride to the Coliseum. We explored the Coliseum, took some pictures, looked really nice. Then from there, I said, you know what? Let's head over to the Vatican. Now in my mind, from what I looked on a map, I thought, the Vatican was just down the street. So I figured it was close by. Easy walk, five minutes. We should be there in no time. We can grab some lunch, call it a great day. So my wife trusted me and said, okay, let's go on this walk. So I started walking down the street and I realized about five minutes into this walk, I had no idea where I was going. But guys, you know that we're not saying anything. So we're walking down these Roman streets, pretending like I know what the signs say. I speak Spanish, so Italian is kind of close. And so I kind of figure, ah, the end, the bad, the Rio. Just follow the river and we'll get there. No problem. We'll, we'll, we'll find our way. So I just start going through. Just follow me, holding her hand. What I notice as we continue to walk through the streets that we have no idea where we are is that we started seeing less and less tourists, less and less people taking pictures. We saw less and less historical buildings and we felt like we were kind of getting out of where we should be. But I wasn't gonna say anything. I was gonna say, no, I know exactly where we're going. It's just up the corner here. Now, my wife had so much faith in me and she said, honey, wherever you go, I will follow you to the ends of the earth and beyond. I'm with you forever in a day. Just take my hand. And I just, just to be in Rome with you is already the greatest adventure of my life. Um, I wish she said that. Instead, she said, where in the world are you taking me right now? I told you we should have stopped and asked for directions. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so I, I said, don't worry. I know where we're going. It's just up this road here. We'll make a quick right. It's right on the other side. I think I can see. I can see the, 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 the basilica from here. It's just right up the road. I, I know where it's at. I can, I can see it from here. I had no idea where I was going. And so we kept walking, trying to follow the river. And what I realized after finally caving and pulling out Google Maps, I realized that we were a few miles outside of the city. We started looking around and seeing all these neighborhoods and graffitis on the wall and kids coming out from school. We were nowhere near any tourist attraction. We were far from it. My wife, you could blame her for this. She was in heels that day. And I said, well, whose fault is that? Because in Rome, everybody wears the boots and the heels and you got to look good. So her feet were hurting. And I said, well, you should have wore tennis shoes. I said, okay, fine. We got to get to the right places. And we started walking, following the Google Maps. And eventually we made it 
to our destination. And we had a good lunch there in front of St. Peter's Basilica. The reason why I bring up this story is because I wonder how many times God calls us out into a journey with him. But we're not really sure of where we're going. The funny thing about God is that he doesn't always give the whole puzzle. He'll give you a piece of the puzzle. He never gives you all the instructions and give you everything that you need. He'll just give you step by step by step. And as you take a step of faith, he'll give you the next step. And as you take that step of faith, he'll give you the next step. How many of you wish that God would just lay it all out on a piece of paper, maybe a Word document, and just say, this is what I want you to do for the rest of your life. And this is what's going to happen every time you obey me. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Unfortunately, it doesn't work out that way. He gives us little pieces. And sometimes it feels like we're getting lost. We're venturing out into the unknown. We don't know what lies ahead. And just like my daughter, sometimes we feel like we've got it all figured out and we don't wanna ask for help. We don't wanna lean on God. We, we feel like we've got it. I, I got it in control. I, I know where I'm going. The reality is we don't always know. We just have to take a step of faith. And here we see that God in Genesis chapter 12 calls Abram out and he tells him to leave his family and his country. What we have to understand about this is that this is what was familiar to Abram. His family was familiar to him. His, his country was familiar to him. It made sense. He was comfortable where he was. And now God was calling him out into something he didn't even know. He just said, go, just leave. And I think over the last year, we've kind of find ourselves in a comfortable position, a comfortable situation. We like where we are. We are, we're familiar with this. I'm familiar with all the Netflix shows that are coming out. I'm familiar with Disney Plus and Hulu and I'm familiar with my, with my couch. I've been sitting here so much that there's a little indent of my body because this is where I belong. And I even got myself a comfy and it fits on perfectly with a blanket on top of it. Nobody moved me from this spot. And, and, and the Uber Eats guy already knows your location and your order. He's bringing, you already have a relationship with him because you're so comfortable. What if God right now in this season is calling you out of that familiarity to come back to church? What if he's calling you out into something greater in your faith? If we're not careful, we might be stuck in a familiar commonplace. But Abraham made a decision. He was required to have faith in God rather than himself. That's, that's a tough one for a lot of us because we think we know it all. But we gotta have faith in God, not in ourselves. He was, he was required to make his relationship with God more important, even more important than his relationship with his wife or with his family 
or what was comfortable to him. And here's the crazy part. God didn't even tell him where he was supposed to go. This is what I call ridiculous faith, right? I'm going to be honest with you. Even as a pastor, sometimes we're just like, okay, God, I got faith, but how are you going to do it, right? The moment you ask that question, you've already, you've already taken a step back in the faith. Our response should be, okay, God, I'm with you, and I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know you're going to do it. And again, it's easier said than done sometimes. I, I get it. But here's Abraham who, God's not calling him just to, hey, I want you to go back to church or, hey, I want you to make a meal for your wife tonight or, hey, I want you to get your family and just go out on a fun trip. No, no, no. God is literally calling him to uproot everything that he knows and leave his country. That is a big decision. That requires a lot of logistics. That requires a lot of answers to a lot of questions. Wouldn't you agree? If God were to call you today and say, I want you to leave your job. I want you to gather your belongings, uproot, sell your house. And I want you to move to Australia. That's a big deal. But God, where am I going to work? But God, how am I going to pay for this flight? But God, how am I going to find a house over there? But God, how am I going to transfer my money? But God, there's a lot of questions. But Abraham had faith. It says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse eight through 10, it says, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place that he would later receive his inheritance, obeyed and went. Now I want to pause right there real quick. I'm going to pause. It's taking every ounce in me not to move around this stage right now. In this moment here, Abraham, when called to a place that he did not know, he would later receive an inheritance. He didn't receive his inheritance the moment he took a step of faith. And I think that's where a lot of us get stuck. God, I'm gonna take this step of faith. And the moment we don't see an answer or we don't see a blessing, we take a step back instead of pushing forward. And here he says, no, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what God's calling me to do. All I know is that there's a promise and I'm gonna keep pushing until I get to that promise. And he was called to a place that he would later, not immediately, but later receive an inheritance. He obeyed and he went. He obeyed. And he went. It doesn't say he questioned. It doesn't say he prayed about it. It doesn't say he had to fast for 40 days and 40 nights about it. It doesn't say he had to counsel with his parents and his family and ask for permission. It didn't say he put in his two weeks notice. It says he obeyed and he went. When you hear from God, you don't need approval from man. He obeyed and he went even though He did not know where he was going. That's faith. This verse was not flipped. It was not written by saying, once he knew where he was going, he had faith and went. No, no, no. He went even though he didn't know where he was going. Verse nine, by faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. Think about what that looks like now for a second. 
walking around. I have no idea where I'm at or what I'm doing here, but this is where I'm gonna plant my home. He lived in tents as did Isaac and Jacob who were his heirs with him of the same promise for he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. I love this. Because throughout the obstacles that were placed in front of him, despite the questions that he probably had on his mind, despite the chaos that might've come from this, Abraham had steadfast faith. So what is steadfast faith? Okay, pastor, that's a, that's a great story. I love it. I feel encouraged. Thank you for yelling at me the first 30 minutes of my morning. I appreciate it. But what is steadfast faith? Because I want to equip you today. I want to help you with this. So that way, whatever happens tomorrow, you're still ready to move forward. You're still ready to push forward. You're still ready to, to keep going in the things that God has called you to do. Steadfast faith. The first thing is steadfast, steadfast faith. Just say that three times fast. Steadfast faith is consistency through the unknown journey. You gotta be consistent. James 1.2, James 1.12 says, blesses the man who remains steadfast under trial or under any circumstances. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. You've got to have consistency. In order for you to see any type of results from your faith in your life, you must have consistency. You can't come in on Sunday and say, hallelujah, God, we love you and expect that to be enough faith to get you through to the next Sunday. It's not enough. It's inconsistent. If your faith is limited to 52 Sundays out of the year, you are doing something wrong. That is not consistent. Consistency is every day waking up and saying, God, I'm putting my faith and my trust in you for whatever lies ahead. Consistency is pulling out your Bible and reading it and highlighting it and learning it and memorizing it. Consistency is getting your family around together and praying before dinner instead of just everybody running off on their own. Consistency is coming together with your spouse and praying one-on-one -on -one for each other. Consistency. Don't just do it, do it often. Consistency. A lot of people out there trying to lose their COVID, COVID-19. That's what I call it. It's a COVID-19. It's not the virus. <laughs> it's the added pounds. It's like people are like, oh, you got COVID? I got COVID-19 right here. The 19 pounds that came in the last year. And you want to lose that weight, right? And I feel like I always talk about weight because it's just so spiritual. But you want to lose that weight. You can't go to the gym one time. You can't go to the gym on Monday morning and just lift up some weights for 45 minutes. 
and then live your life like normal and eat normal and do all the normal things that you normally do and expect to see any results, it won't happen. What you do consistently is what matters. That's where you start to see change in your life. I just gave you some fitness, some fitness advice. (laughs) But it's also spiritual advice. You wanna see your faith grow? Read your Bible more than one day a week. You wanna hear from God? God, I haven't heard from God in a while. You gotta pray more than more than once a week. You gotta pray for more than just your dinner. You, you, gotta, you gotta pray often. Be consistent with it and you'll begin to see things through a spiritual lens. You'll begin to see God move in your life. You'll, you'll begin to see how God speaks and reveals certain things to you. But, but it, it doesn't happen just because you prayed one time. You gotta be consistent with your faith. And here's the thing. You're working out right? You're getting buff, you're getting strong. For what? For those moments that you have to lift something heavy, you can do it, right? That's why you get strong, right? Nobody gets, nobody gets buff and muscles for their looks, right? <laughs> right? Everybody gets strong so that, you can, so that you can be strong. You can have these muscles so you can lift something up. So, you got power. Yes, I can do it. You want to lift something up. So you prepare for those moments where you can now showcase what you've been working for. So when I'm consistent with my faith, it's to prepare me for those moments of chaos that are bound to come so I can showcase my faith and be an encouragement to those around me and say, don't worry, God's got me on this one. Don't worry, I'm gonna get through this. Don't worry, together we're gonna get through it as a church. How do you know? Because I've been consistent in prayer, because my faith is on another level, because I can lift this, because I can carry this weight, because I know that God's on my side, because I've been training for this, I've been working for this. So when the attack comes, you're ready to go. You don't start learning how to fight when the fight's happening. You prepare. And I feel like last year caught us off guard. COVID exposed it. We were not ready. We got to be consistent with our journey, with our faith. Second thing, steadfast faith is resilience through the unknown journey. Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if what? If we do not give up. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. Just type in the chats right now. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. No, man, last year was hard. I get it. And this year, yeah, it's been a little difficult too. It's, it's kind of off to a rough start, but I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. 
And the devil will come and try to tempt you and to try to sell you on how comfortable your couch is and might tell you how, how great it is just to be able to not have to go to church and you could just stream from your, from your computer, from your TV, from your tablet, from your phone while you're still in bed, feeling lazy, feeling like you got it all figured out and the sloth gains nothing. Get up out of bed, take a shower before church, put some pants on, put a shirt on, drink your coffee, read your word, before service starts and let God and the devil know that you've been waiting and you've been ready to go and there's nothing holding you back, you're not giving up. I don't care what the doctor's report says. I don't care what the bank statement says. I'm not giving up. I don't care what your boss says, your mother-in-law, your coworker, it don't matter. I'm not giving up. Resilience in my faith. Is it okay if I preach to a virtual congregation today? I'm not giving up. I'm moving forward. And the last one, steadfast faith is confidence through the unknown journey. Confidence through the unknown journey. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 through 36. And I'll, I'll kind of wrap up my message here. It says, so do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere. You need to be resilient. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Confidence. What is confidence? Confidence is being sure that God is in control. In this very thing, I am confident. I, I am sure that God is in control. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I'm sure that God is in control. I, I, Pastor, you don't know about my marriage right now. It's on the rocks and we've been going back and forth and things. God is in control. Man, my kid doesn't even know anything about church and they don't want anything to do with God. How am I gonna save my kid? I'm confident that God is in control. They're laying off people at work. I just got a pay cut. I might be next. I don't know if I'm going to fall. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm confident that God is in control. And that might sound counterintuitive to the logistical culture that we've been growing in, that we need answers and responses and information for everything. We have, we have information at the tip of our fingers. We're so downloaded with consuming so much data that we need an answer for everything. And God's kingdom is counterculture. It's different. It doesn't require a response. It requires faith. It requires trust and knowing that God is in control. That's it for me. That's, that's how we do it. That's how we get through this. That's, 
That's how we come together as a church. That's how we overcome what we've been going through for the last year. That's how we start drawing people who might have fallen away from God during this time and bring them back to the feet of God. That's how we start coming back and serving in our local church. That's how we start, we start reaching out to people with the gospel and letting them know that Jesus is still alive and he's risen and he's still doing miracles and he's still doing signs and wonders. That's how we do it right here. Steadfast faith. I am not going to allow another disruption from this world to cause an inconsistency in my faith. Because what's out there doesn't determine my faith in God. That's between me and God. If anything, it's my faith with me and God that should now set the culture out there. I should be so confident. I should be so resilient. I should be so consistent in my faith that when I walk out of these doors, change happens around me. That's what I want. I don't want culture to tell me how to be. I don't want my relationship with God to depend on what the media tells me. I don't want my my relationship with my local church, my community, to be determined by someone else who has a different viewpoint than me? Because I feel guilt or shame or, no, 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 no. My confidence in God, my resilience in God, my, my consistency with my faith must become my priority. And so can I encourage you here? In this last minute that I have with you, can I encourage you to start building those disciplines in your life if you haven't already? Maybe right there you're watching, you're saying, wow, that's me. I haven't been as consistent as I should be. Maybe I've gotten too comfortable. Can I tell you that God is calling you out right now? God is calling you to get out of familiar, out of your comfort and step into something that you don't know. Step into the unknown. Activate that steadfast faith and watch what God can do in your life. Let me pray for all of you and then I'm gonna make a special prayer. God, we just thank you. We thank you for speaking to us and I pray God that that this message would speak to us profoundly. That today, every person who has found change, every person who who has heard this message would be compelled, would be drawn to reevaluate where they stand today and make the appropriate changes. Lord, Allow us to not get too comfortable, but that we would constantly activate our faith in this journey with you. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I pray that it blessed you. It's so vital to do life together. That's why I would love to invite you to the Calling Church. Bring a friend. We would love to meet you. Also, stay connected to our church via our website, the Calling Church app, or our social media. God bless you.